Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Think Orange podcast. A podcast with ideas and conversations to help you influence the next generation. G'day everyone, my name is Dave. Welcome back to the Think Orange podcast and today we are celebrating our 100th episode. And because we're excited that we've reached this milestone, we're going to do a giveaway of one of our favorite books, Lead Small. I'll tell you more about how you can win at the end of this episode. And actually, today on the podcast, we have one of the authors of Lead Small, Tom Shefshunas, who will unpack for us the role of a small group leader. Now, the small group leader role can be tough to define. Are they teachers, coaches, friends, or mentors? So at Orange, we've made a clear definition of this role to help small group leaders know the what's, why's, and how's of what they do in a small group. Now, Tom Shefshunas, or Chef, as most people call him, has worked with students for over 20 years. He's also been a teacher, a coach, a high school principal, and he's a dad. Before joining Orange, Tom and I used to work together at North Point Ministries. Chef was the multi-campus director of transit, our middle school ministry, for 12 years. He has an undergrad degree in physics and graduate degrees in both educational leadership and biblical studies. I love that we're having Chef on today to unpack this critical concept in an effective discipleship strategy. So let's jump straight in. Hey everybody, I'm Tom Shefshunas. You guys can call me Chef, and I've done ministry for many years. I wrote the book Lead Small, but before we get to that, let me ask you a question. I want you to go back to a time when you were a kid or a teenager. Did you have an adult that wasn't your parent that impacted you in some sort of profound way? Now, if we were together, I'd actually kind of go around the room and let you all say their name out loud because they're so important. Uh, so I'll tell you about mine. For me, I had a math teacher. Mrs. Pell, and a swim coach, Coach Bailey, that did just that. They were super important to me. And strangely enough, when I went to college where I swam and graduated to go teach math, um, they were with me the whole time. So I like to ask people, what was it that made them different? Usually I hear the same stuff. They were purposeful. They pursued a relationship with me. They were a safe place. They believed in me. They told me something I didn't know about myself. It's always so much fun to talk about. But my favorite answer ever came from a senior in high school named Ayata. And she told me that it was her third grade teacher, and I wish I could remember her name, but I'll never forget her reasons why. I asked her, why was this teacher so important to you? And she said to me, her eyes when she listened to me. Her eyes when she listened to me. I think that's the most incredible answer. First of all, who listens to a third grader? Well, this teacher did, and it made a difference. That personal relationship made a difference. So let me ask you this. What if we could recruit an army of these type of people who would become this type of adult to these kids and students on purpose? And that's what we're talking about when we talk about small group ministry. It's about community, sure. It's about the small group, yep. But mostly it's about giving leaders a small enough group that they can invest in the lives of those few in the way that we're talking about here. We want to give them the ability to lead small. The hard part has always been describing what we want them to do. I never had a job description for this type of leader or person or this type of character, which is really a major character in the story of a kid or student's faith. I used to recruit people, and I used the word like all the time. 
You're like a parent, but not quite. You're like a teacher, but not quite. You're like a friend, but not quite. You're like a coach. And I hated it because I think this is the most important job in the world. I think this sort of person has the potential to change the world, at least for this group of kids or students. And I think that this type of person deserves more than to be told what they're like. And I think they need to be told exactly what they are. So with that began the long journey of creating the book Lead Small. Lead Small is a job description for this type of person. This is what we call a small group leader here at Orange. So here's what I did. I looked around our ministries and found the people who were doing the job best. These were our best small group leaders, and I asked them to come to one of several group dinners. And once I got them there, I simply asked one question, and they would discuss it. I asked, what would you tell a new small group leader who was just starting? And then they would talk for a couple of hours. Well, after about four or five of these dinners, I started to notice a pattern in my notes. I started to see five clear themes emerging. And this became the outline for Lead Small. This became the job description for a small group leader. So here's what we found. The first thing we found was this idea of being present. In fact, we call it be present. It's the most important aspect of being a small group leader. You've got to show up. It's the number one spiritual gift, the spiritual gift of showing up. And you don't just show up. You show up predictably, you show up mentally, and you show up randomly. You show up predictably in that you show up regularly and they know you're going to be there. You show up mentally and that you're prepared to talk when you get there. And you show up randomly, meaning you jump into the lives of kids or students some way unexpected. It could be in their tech stream. It could be at their ball game. Some way you do that. But when you be present, when you show up, you connect their faith to a community. And that's so important. The second big idea we found was this idea of creating a safe place. Now, this had three parts that are really important. These strong small group leaders were always that. They were leaders, and they led the group. They were in charge. Though it was fun, there were lots of hugs and all kinds of stuff, they were in charge, and they led the group. The other part was they respected the process. They understood that a kid's faith is a complicated thing, and as they grow through their phases, it's just a process. And the last thing they did was they guarded the heart. They made sure kids weren't picked on. They listened carefully to what was going on in their life, and they guarded the heart. So when you create a safe place, you give them a place to clarify their faith as they grow. Now, the next idea we found was this idea of partnering with parents. Every great small group leader partners with parents. There were three big ideas on that. One is they cue the parent. They let the parent know what they're talking about so the parents can connect to what was going on in small group that day. They honor the parent. For instance, I don't know if you know this, but teenagers often have trouble with their parents. And small group leaders were always great about listening, but at the end of the day, they would honor the parent and point their kids back to those parents. And they would always reinforce the family. The family is going to be the number one spiritual impact in a kid's life. And so they would reinforce the family. The best part is when you partner with parents, you help nurture kids and students with an everyday faith. The next thing we found was the idea of making it personal. This was great because the best small group leaders made it personal. First of all, they had their own community. They live in community. They have their own small groups. They make sure they're taking care of their own faith. They also modeled priorities. They would never skip a wedding in order to do a small group, but they'd come back and talk about that sort of stuff with the kids, and they'd set those priorities right. And the last thing is they were real. They were authentic. They were themselves. 
When you try to be something else in order to impact a kid, they're going to find out pretty quickly that you're not who you said you were. And that's the wrong thing. These people were just who they were. And as they showed up, they gained influence with the kids, and it was super amazing. So when you make it personal, you get to inspire their faith by your example. Finally, the last big idea we found, and this is a big one, was the idea of moving them out. In fact, we found that many of these small group leaders weren't the only adults in these kids' life. They had actually invited other adults in. So they moved them to someone else. It was so important. They also moved them to be the church. They didn't just come to church. Eventually, they would become the church. They would start to do things as a church and as a small group together. And the last thing they would really do is think about what's coming next. They knew that maybe at the end of fifth grade as they headed to middle school or maybe at the end of eighth grade as they headed to high school that they had to introduce them to someone who would be next. And they prioritized that. So when you move them out, you engage their faith in a much bigger story. So that's it. That's a quick flyby of the job description of a small group leader. And I can tell you it works. After handing this out to every small group leader during their orientation, something amazing started to happen. We became more than a ministry. We became a community of small group leaders. We had a common goal. We had a common vocabulary for what we were trying to do. And we began to share best practices. We began to encourage each other. We began to support each other in ways I never could have imagined. Lead Small not only helped me do my job, it helped my ministry for the better from the inside out. And I hope it does the same for you. You can grab your volunteers' copies of Lead Small at orangestore.com. And we also have a Lead Small training kit at orangeleaders.com. I hope it helps. Well, that was great content. But before you stop this podcast, I want to give you a chance to win Chef's book and a bunch of other stuff in our small group ministry bundle which consists of a book for ministry leaders called When Relationships Matter, five copies of Lead Small to hand to your volunteers, your own do-for-a-few mug, and a Starbucks gift card. To enter, all you need to do is leave a review for the Think Orange podcast on Apple Podcast, and I'll announce a winner on September 1st. Well, thanks so much for joining us. My name is Dave Adamson. And remember, when you think next generation or church strategy, think orange. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Think Orange podcast. Join us next time for more ideas and conversations to help you influence the next generation. For more episodes and show notes, visit thinkorangepodcast.com.